Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you are tuning in. My name is Jonathan Torres Herrera, and you are watching or listening to the JTH Show. Today, let's talk about what happens now that Joe Biden is officially the president of the United States. But first, roll the intro. All right. Thanks for uh, for coming back and watching another episode. And if you're new here, thank you for watching, for clicking on the video. You have no idea how much that helps. You know what else helps if you take just two seconds, if you can, and if you think we've earned it in uh, hitting that like button, I think at the end, you'll you'll agree we, we, we've earned it. Right, Josh? Yeah. Hell yeah. Episode 88. Here we are, baby. That's right. Another episode. Uh, also, remember, you can catch any of our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Radio Public. Um, so if you don't, you know, you can't watch on YouTube, you can just take it on the go and listen on any of those platforms. In addition, you go down right below to, uh, the YouTube section on the description and find all of our links in the link tree down there. All right, let's get on with it for today. And, uh, we're going to start with a article that we have out of NBCnews.com, headlined Biden takes immediate steps to undo key Trump initiatives, unveils immigration plan. The article in parts uh, goes on to read, Biden signed more than a dozen executive actions Wednesday in the Oval Office just hours after arriving at the White House after having been sworn in as the 46th president, including measures to rejoin the Paris Agreement on climate change, repeal Trump's restriction on travel from several Muslim-majority countries, stop construction of the southern border wall, and mandate the wearing of masks on federal property. In addition, it also added he also used his first day in office to propose a sweeping immigration reform bill, a lofty legislative task his administration has decided to take on from the start. Now, why is all this important? Of course, because uh, at this point, everybody should be asking themselves. All right. So we have a brand new president right here in the States. What's next? What's happening? And some of the key things here, uh, at least for me, that stand out. All right. Not because... Um, illegal here in the States, but because it hits close to home, right? Um, I do have some relatives, uh, not necessarily in the most uh, legal of statuses, is the immigration, right? The immigration reform. Um, and it, it jumps out at me, of course, because we've had had, uh, of course, the previous administration who was very much against it, or some might say, right? Some might feel that way, that Trump, while he didn't maybe deport as many people as Obama did, during Obama's administration, you know, believe me, go, go fact check me. He, uh, he is a guy that wasn't, you know, necessarily like the biggest advocate, right? And here is a new administration that is saying, well, we're going to change some of that, right? To start with, uh, screw the, the border wall, you know, we're going to stop construction on that. Now, the, the article here also added that uh, on immigration, Biden introduced legislation to Congress that would offer legal status and a pathway to citizenship for an estimated 11 million, that's right, 11 million undocumented people. Uh, fund border security measures other than a wall and provide money and assistance to countries with high numbers of immigrants to address the root cause of immigration, incoming administration officials said. Biden's campaign and transition team have been working with Democrats in the White House and the Senate on this legislation. The bill would allow for undocumented people to apply for temporary legal status with the opportunity to apply for green cards after five years if they pass criminal and national security background checks and pay their taxes. 
a Biden administration official said. After three years, those holding green cards who pass additional background checks would be able to apply to be citizens. Now, here's a, a key thing here, okay? People are going to get pissed off, maybe. Some, maybe some people. The policy would apply only to those in the U.S. at the start of this year. So that sucks, right? Yes, people cheer on. But some people are like, oh, what the hell? Like I was deported back, you know, in 2020. According to this, sorry, you know, it's yeah. it's not retroactive. So uh, even if you were here in the States for your entire life, pretty much, according to what I'm reading here, it is not something that is going to be uh, retroactively, uh, I guess, uh, done for you. If, again, you're watching this from somewhere in maybe Mexico or, or whatever, wherever you were deported to, and you're like, "That's this sucks because I, I essentially grew up my entire life in the States, and now this doesn't apply to me. Well, I think that's one thing, by the way, that many people kind of suspected, right? That if Trump lost and Biden came in, and he wanted to win over, right, uh, maybe the Latino vote, the Hispanic vote, I mean, hell, whatever title you want to give uh, brown non-Americans. Um, <laughs> what? You know, I'm sorry. It just it feels like that, you know, whatever. Latino, yep. Latinx, yep. I think that's another name, which I hated, but that, that's all. That's also what they call us. Um, oh. That he was going to do something with immigration, right? That he was going to try to at least come across as a better choice for immigration than, than Trump did. Right. Yeah. He, I mean, like, he, well, he's going to want to take the kind of stance of like, I'm definitely not Donald Trump. So it's going to be like some kind of U-turn, like no matter what, like if if he was going to stay lukewarm on the subject, he probably would have lost the election, to be fair. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 something that every everyone who's ever going to run for president has to take in take into consideration, because I think there's nothing. Nothing that Americans think is more hot button than immigration. Immigration. Immigration, and I would say probably uh, for a while there, if you remember, uh, recreational marijuana, right, was a big one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, that, that, that's kind of yesterday's news now. I mean, everyone. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, after, after what was it? Um, it was uh, Oregon, uh, right? North uh, West State. Uh, I don't know why I want to say Omaha. It's not Omaha. Um, <laughs> essentially allowed everything. Uh, yeah, it was Oregon, I think. It Oregon, Oregon, thank you. After they're like, uh, everything's allowed, uh, so to speak, kind of, you know, not necessarily, yeah. but, you know, pretty much, you know, in that direction. Uh, everything's like, oh, okay, well, that's not news anymore. Thanks a lot, Oregon. You took away the whole <laughs> debate about marijuana now that you allowed pretty much shrooms and everything else. So, yeah, I mean, it is, a, and I think it's, I think it's still definitely a hot button issue. I think uh, also, by the way, as this article said, uh, you have other things that are people are going to be questioning and and want answers on, right? Because how do you fund something? How do you go about it the right way? Something in the article, obviously earlier that I read, was you know attacking the root cause. Mm -hmm. And there's one last paragraph here that I want to read for you guys, which says, rather than further Trump's construction of the border wall, the bill would provide funding of new technology to secure the border and more funding and training for border agents. The bill would also increase, all right, pay attention here, foreign assistance to El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras condition uh, on their ability to reduce corruption, violence, and poverty that causes people to flee their home countries, the officials said. Now, uh, I know here is where some people are going to maybe not 
you know, or actually, well, maybe some people will agree with me. I, as a Mexican American, as someone that has also lived in Mexico, I know that we're not on the list, but <laughs> I will tell you that something that is rampant in many, uh, you know, uh, Hispanic, Latino countries is unfortunately corruption at a government level, right? Which is really why a lot of people are saying they're fleeing because their governments are not doing their job in keeping people secure and safe, right? Not building something that is as good as the U.S., which will, if anything, motivate people to actually want to come to El Salvador or Guatemala or Honduras as these, you know, they're name dropping these countries. Do I have hope for that? I'm going to be honest and I'm going to be a little pessimistic. No, I don't have faith that giving more money to these countries will in fact deal with the with the issues that they're name also naming here like violence and corruption. You know, mm -hmm. I hope it does. I hope it betters their conditions and, and and again it entices people to stay rather than leave. I just my opinion. I mean, do you think throwing money at the problem in this case solves the issue? No, absolutely not. I mean, it's it's almost quite naive of someone who's going to be the leader of the free world to think like, you know, these guys, they they seem trustworthy. It's like Dude, south of the border, it doesn't quite work like that. I mean, I, I, I know I'm white and I'm English and I'm living and, you know, I have certain privileges, but I do understand that when you cross the border, things work differently. It's like in any other country. Stuff works differently. From the States and the UK, stuff works differently. But when you, when you cross the border from America and go to Mexico or Central America or South America, it, it's a different world. And it's quite naive to think that throwing money at the problem is going to fix it. Because unfortunately, it's not because it's just it's not. not. I'm, it's sorry. I'm sorry. It's not. I think if anything, what destabilizes a lot of those countries, right? And it has been said before, is the the constant uh, military presence that, that we do have, right? In many of these countries. And by the way, Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras is just three. Three of a gigantic pool of countries that the U.S. holds uh, a military presence, which is often not something that people appreciate from those countries. You know, there was a, a video that I saw, or a, a documentary, I should say, on YouTube um, that that documented um, how over the last probably 20 to 30 years, there's an island, and islands around, for example, Puerto Rico, that, you know, that, that horror, man, like crazy, like heinous stories were, were told in the documentary about military uh u.s military personnel and their time there you know and how people there in those islands um have a lot of uh resentment towards the u.s like you know because again of what happens you know a lot of the times you know people especially these so-called patriots will argue and say well we need to have a strong presence around the world you know uh mad dog mattis whatever his first name is he used to you know he was quoted many times right that's why they literally call him that because he is the kind of guy that says, no, we as a U.S. need to be everywhere. And a lot of the times what happens is uh, the idea sure sounds great for for reasonings of, you know, feeling safe in America. But what do you think a lot of those people feel when our soldiers are there? I want to believe that every single soldier in the United States military is like the best and, you know, pure hearted and well intent. That's not the reality. Right. I mean, none of the stories that I have heard from some of these documentaries of like soldiers wanting to party on their days off and you know they want women and who i mean they're not bringing american women certainly right to uh, satisfy their needs so what do you think happens 
right? And a lot of the times, again, when the U.S. says, oh, we're going to just throw money at you. That's we're going to fix it. We're going to fix it. Here's some money. I think the reality here is that even if they promise, like we promise, you know, to use the money for the people so that they don't try to run to the U.S. and flee our country, the money, when it comes to the country, right, that hits their freaking their bank account, you know, like let's just say, I don't know, $100, for instance, right? Probably $10 to maybe 20 goes out to the people. And I feel like the rest stays somewhere, you know, in the administration to help, right? To run, of course, of course, to help run things, right? Of course, yeah. Of course, right, right. So, yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that, um, that jumped out at me, right? When it comes to people asking themselves, okay, so what now? Biden comes in, what now? These are some of the initiatives he has day one, right? He's already signing things and turning things over that Trump did. Now, to be fair, Trump did the same thing, right, with a lot of Obama's initiatives and a lot of you know what obama had left there was in fact he was almost known for that you know it was almost like did obama put that there yes take it off it's like sir it's an exit sign take it off you know so <laughs> it felt like mm-hmm. that's what almost every president does i feel right a lot of the times um and i don't think this is an exception so if people are already you know raising up in arms and saying ah oh, i can't believe biden's undoing so much good stop trump did the same shit to obama so you know but with that let's move on to another story here real quick that that kind of plays into what happened today which is what is this? Actually, nothing played out today, which is exactly what I said in today's episode that some of you guys are seeing today. What is this? Wednesday, the 20th, right? Unfortunately, we are a day behind. And in the episode, if you caught, you know, yesterday's episode, which is airing today, whatever, um, you will hear me say what I'm saying now. So you don't have to stop and go watch that. Nothing's going to happen and nothing happened, right? I'm not this like big prophet. No, 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 no. It, I, I don't I think it takes what critical thinking to really understand that one thing is what your mind right tells you fear you know feeds you fear in believing mm-hmm. right it's like almost when you're like home alone and you hear like a little crack and you're like what the hell is that you're like, oh, shit. there's somebody in the house there's nobody in the house the house is old and it makes noises and I think it's a lot of that happens with people when you know when they start going through social media and they're like nah dude inauguration something's gonna happen and hopefully you're not one of these uh QAnon or conspiracy people out there like the article out of nbc news that reads some QAnon followers lose hope after inauguration and i would say yeah. good <laughs> morons <laughs> um the uh, article read some QAnon conspiracy theorists in public and in private internet forums and chat rooms where this pundit Wednesday after their prophecy of inauguration day coup to keep Donald Trump in power failed again as President Joe Biden was sworn into office. The situation left some QAnon adherents with no choice but to write off the conspiracy theory earlier. Of course it did. Of course. Though others continue to maintain that it was still developing. No, it's not. It's over. Go home. Move on to something else. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think there are some QA non or QA non followers which are which are which are watching the fight in their head. You know, Joe Biden versus Donald Trump on the stairs. Let me know who wins in the comment section. If anyone who follows QA non is watching in the comment section, put who wins. I think we all know who wins. Yeah, yeah. Let us know. You know what's playing out in your head because in reality, like we said in the previous episode to this one. 
Nothing was going to happen. Nothing happened other than the traditional ceremony. It was quite uneventful, right? I mean, you had Lady Gaga and Jennifer Lopez, right, participate and singing. But other than that, oh, and Garth Brooks, which I missed it. I'm going to go back and watch that. I know it was Garth Brooks. I missed it. I was I got busy with a with a conference call. But other than that, really, it felt like the Grammys. You know, I felt like who's going to win? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Next show. Next, next singer. You know, that's really what it felt like. Like, oh, Biden got on to talk and it's like, dude, Garth Brooks, anytime soon. Like, we, we appreciate you, Biden. Go sit down and put Garth Brooks on the TV. Um, but that's really all it was, right? There was no, not even the signs, by the way. I think in that episode, I said that maybe we're going to have some people with signs. Not even that, right? Because, again, like I mentioned, uh, the Secret Service and, and, and from what I understand, even uh, the National Guard, they had that locked down. Like, they were not letting anyone in or out that looked anywhere suspicious. In fact, I, I saw uh, that some people working for the National Guard, some, some, some active uh, members, were actually removed from partaking in defending the Capitol, or, or at least standing there, because of their possible affiliation with, with, you know, with either groups or Trump or the Republican Party or whatever, they just didn't feel like, you know, maybe they needed to be there. So they actually removed some, you know, active members of the National Guard. So anyways, nothing happened, guys. Wah, wah, wah. Sorry. Sorry. Somebody, somebody right now is like, stop rubbing it in, dude. Shit. <laughs> all right, all right, fine, I'll stop. Uh, and with that, let's move on to the last story that I have because Josh has some juicy stuff. Um, and that is out of the Daily Wire. Dot com headline Trump talks to allies about starting his own political party. That's right. Like every 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 grown person, right? When they lose, right? When they lose a board game, they're like, ah, I'll start my own game. I don't even need Monopoly. That's what he's doing in my head. Um, President Donald Trump has reportedly spoken to some of his associates in recent days about forming his own political party. Although the idea is considered unlikely. Even if he is being serious, the president said he would want to call the new party. Ready? The Patriot Party. What? I'm not joking. <laughs> My wives over here looking at me like, what? Stop fucking around. <laughs> no, I'm serious. That's what he's calling. Call it. Um, top pro-Trump Republicans close to Trump administration told the Daily Wire that they thought it was a, quote, bad idea and that it would split enough support away from the Republican Party that it would ensure Democrats stay in the majority for quite some time into the future. Online, Democrats and leftists in the media cheered the idea for that exact reason. Duh. You know, like, what is he going to do? What is he going to He's not going to all of a sudden take over the Republican Party, right? There are plenty of Republicans. I know some of them personally that are not in the Trump train. You know, like they're like, uh, no, dude, like you have a lot of stuff that I don't necessarily agree with. Uh, on you go. And w what is that going to happen? Of course, it's going to split the whole damn thing. And I don't want to say down the middle, you know, but enough of it, like the article said, where it will be a while until either party either recovers and becomes wholesome again or until one dominates. Right. And it's big enough to go against the Democrats. And if any Republican out there that is also a Trump supporter backs this up, the article is nailing it right in the head, right? Right in the head and saying the Democrats would probably, you know, win several more elections, right? Both presidential and local, you know, even, you know, or Senate or, 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 or you know, in Congress, 
because again, it would take away so much from the Republican Party. So it's it's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know that there's any backing to this other than those like again strong Trump aficionados. Yeah, well, pretty much those guys that we spoke about before that were disappointed. You know, the QAnon guys, they're going to be like, yeah, hell yeah, the Patriot Party. They can't take away our freedom there. No, no, no. Or the name. It's like, this oh guy, I mean, I will give you, I will give Trump this. And I think many people have said this too. You know, I think even Jank uh, from TYT has said this. Trump, he's a, he's a celebrity. He's, a, he's mm-hmm. a TV guy. And he knows how to come up with like names and, you know, like just stuff that people are like, ooh, sounds cool. You know, I, I, but it's like that kind of name is like, I feel like he wrote that on like the back of a cocktail napkin or something like that. Five minutes before Joe Biden got into power and he left the White House. It's like, <laughs> it's like it didn't take that much thought, like Patriot Party. Like, oh, yeah, yeah that's true. I mean, I think he had a couple different choices, you know, yeah. tough men, probably strong men, as well. you know, <laughs> Patri- Patriot men. No, sorry, you can't, you can't do men. You're going to exclude a woman. <laughs> Ugh, Patriot Party. Good eye, man. Uh. You know, the, I, 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 will, I will close out this story with this. I used to believe, you know, you know, I'm just like that guy, right? In the middle, I used to believe in some of the guy's policies. And as the news comes out more and more and more, you know, I'll go back to my own videos and I'm like, shut the fuck up, JT. You're going to regret this. You're going to regret this in like two two to three weeks. You're going to regret it because a guy seems like the closer he got to his uh, his end, you know, at least as a president, uh, he, he came out with more and more just what the hell are you talking about kind of shit, you know? So, but whatever. Um, all right. What's that? Let's move on to, to what, you, what you have. Right. Well, a uh, very last little bit of today is like, uh, so what's happened? So what was the last thing that Donald Trump did before he left the White House? Well, it seems like he left a lot of people to the last minute to give them pardons, presidential pardons. One of the biggest ones on there was Steve K. Bannon. Now, honestly, before the show and before researching it, and if you guys are actually uh, subscribing to the show, you probably heard us talking about uh, a little bit of the pardons there. But uh, Steve K. Bannon is, uh, he, I didn't realize he was uh, Trump's former chief strategist in the White House. And he was in charge in the final months of his, uh, of his 2006 presidential campaign and was uh, uh, indicted in August along with three others on wire fraud and money laundering conspiracy charges. Prosecutor alleged that Bannon's crowdfunding We Build the Wall campaign raised more than $25 million from Trump supporters and used hundreds of thousands for personal expenses. I mean, yeah, that happens in all the time. I, I, yeah, I mean, you, you probably know more people or you, you might have more experience in that kind of thing, but I'm sure you've probably seen people doing that, right, JT? Yeah, I mean, it happens all the time. I mean, rich, rich folks, right? People with mon- uh, access to money, I should say, mm-hmm. that, uh, yeah, they uh they get very, you know, comfortable, so to speak, with oh, you know, putting money here, putting money there, taking money from there, putting it over here, say it came from over here, but really it came from this you know, this side. And yeah, I mean, this that's what kind of what Bannon did. You know, that's why he got in so much trouble, especially with that border wall initiative where Trump couldn't get any more money, you know, from Congress. And essentially, I don't know, Biden thought or I'm not Biden, I'm sorry, excuse me. Um Bannon thought he was like 
I don't know, that much more richer than the government. And he's like, you know mm -hmm. what? Me and my supporters, we're going to fund this shit. And I, I heard, by the way, at the end, they went to put all the money together. They went to a construction company and they, they got some deal done. And they're like, all right, build us the wall. And they're like, we are going to build you 30 feet. <laughs> I was like, what? Now stop. I'm like, no, seriously, we're going to build you 30 feet because, well, for one, that's as much as you can build on private, not federal, right? Because they can't just build on federal land, private land. And they're like, you know, it was a little bit more than 30 feet. I'm, you know, I'm being hyperbolic here, but still, it was, uh, it was, that's that much, you know, it was embarrassing. And then again, some of that money, they didn't necessarily made it there all the way, even though some supporters were told, like, no, all your dollars are going toward the wall. And it was like, and some are going to my, to my pocket. Yeah, exactly. Of course. I mean, that always happens. Well, it says here he was taken into custody by U.S. Postal Inspection Service agents while on board the yacht of Chinese billionaire. Sorry, I'm going to butcher your name. It's a Guo Wengui, I think. China. So, uh, yeah, Bannon received a full pardon and now will not have to face a trial. Well, there you go. Uh, white collar crime does pay, apparently. There you go. Congratulations. Um, some, some other notable ones, I guess, was uh, Lil Wayne, or uh, Wheezy, as he's known. I didn't realize that until today, and uh, JT and I had a little talk about that, like uh, the Wheezy Yeezy uh, conspiracy. But anyway, moving on. Uh, Kodak Black. Well, I well, actually, sorry, going back to Lil Wayne. Uh, well, he was, he was basically caught uh, moving a gun state to state. Something like that, right? Trump's reasoning behind that, well, you know, he's got to stay uh, popular within the black community. I don't know. I think I've seen a photo of them together, yeah. actually. So maybe they are like a, maybe they are buddies. I don't know. Yeah, no, there, there was. Yeah. There, yeah, they, they took a photo together while Trump was still very much in office. Well, I don't know. I mean, like Trump, maybe he, maybe he doesn't have too many friends right now and he's just trying to, just trying to free up some time for the guys who uh, who could be a friend with him right now. I mean, well, he's, he's going to need some street cred. He's going to need some street cred, man. After <laughs> after you know everything he's been saying, so he doesn't want to be walking yeah, around exactly. the streets of Florida, Mar-a-Lago, you know, and uh, and not you know not have I get some street cred with the with the community. So yeah, and uh, the, the, the what was the last one? Um, so actually, we got Kodak Black. Um, I'm not actually sure what he got pardoned for, but he's been pardoned as well. Um, but actually, funny you should mention Florida, because actually five people who were uh, actually caught up in the WellCare health plan, I guess you could call it like a false statements conspiracy. They've actually, all five of them have been pardoned. That was uh, Todd Farah. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to, again, butcher your name. Sorry about that. Thaddeus Berriday, William Kale, Paul Behrens, and one Peter Clay. Now, it says here that uh, they, they were, well, they all had different roles within uh, the WellCare health plan, kind of, uh, kind of uh, in the structure there. They were all kind of part of management, CEOs, presidents, all that kind of thing. But they were basically all arrested in 2013 for, again, white-collar crime, fraud. Uh, it's quite funny uh, that it's actually in Florida, because actually that's uh, Donald Trump's res res residential state, I believe. It's, not, it's no longer New York. I think in 2017 he changed it to Florida. So. Uh, not to be too uh, conspiratorial, but uh, maybe be, it's interesting, huh? Yeah, I know. It, yeah. it, it, it's interesting because, I mean, for one, everybody, uh, I think at this point, and if you haven't, I will say this, he has relocated himself as soon as he left the White House to Florida, you know, specifically his Mar-a-Lago estate. Um, and yeah, you're right. I mean, here we have, you know, uh, five people all from the state of Florida, right, pardoned by Trump. So um, this is not the last of Trump, right? This is... Uh, 
I don't know how he's going to resurface. I don't know if he's going to work around the the banning of social media. I don't know how, right? But uh, he has been purged from all social media that at least is relevant. Now, of course, there's also um, the comeback that a lot of people are hoping for for Parler, and that's where my that's where I would say my guess is that Trump will resurface. Once Parler is reinstated and is working again, yada, 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 that's where we'll see Trump. And that's where I think a lot of his supporters will flock to. Now, will he come up in any other social media, you know, platforms, the traditional ones, you can say, like uh, Twitter and Facebook and stuff? I don't know. I, 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 I honestly doubt it unless, again, he starts suing these social media platforms, right? Leveraging some of that, uh, some of that, um, kind of like uh, political insight that he now has and he will forever have, mm -hmm. right? Because of course he was the president. So, you know, he, he might pull some strings, use some of that influence, right? And leverage that, that, Hey, I might come back one day and again be president. So you better reinstate me kind of reinstatement kind of thing. Reinstate me kind of thing. Um, and you know, some of these social media platforms might cave in and say, whatever, you know, give him back the platform. And I think we'll see that. Uh, once we get closer to uh, the four years, you know, um, or Trump, uh, Biden's, I should say, end mm -hmm. of his four years, right? It's when we'll start seeing if some of these media companies, social media companies, news media companies, they start folding again in reverse in back into, you know, Donald Trump's favor. If, again, four years down the line, we have seen that, hey, Biden really hasn't done anything notable, or if anything, you know, it looks like the guy is falling out of favor with a lot of his followers, and it looks like Trump is gaining, you know, that Trump train is gaining gaining momentum again, because it can happen. Right now, mm -hmm. I think is being brought almost to a complete hole, you know, just it's not really going anywhere, it doesn't have that, that momentum ahead, because again, you know, out with the old and with the new kind of thing, and people are going to be very much watching what Biden does. So if if Biden again in four years from now is only you know climbing up in the polls and everything, no, then you can everything I just said goes out with the window. However, of course, if it doesn't happen that way, then we can start seeing a lot of these media companies give back some of that access, some of that power, some of that spotlight back to Trump, right? Which I actually do believe again. Contingent that, you know, Biden does a horrible job. He might run again. He might say, F it. Let's do it again. Right. Um, right now, I don't see it right now. He's been defeated. And like anyone else, he's going to go home, cry himself to sleep for a couple nights in his mansion. And then, you know, maybe get up again and, and you know, um, dust himself off. But right now, I think he's going to lay low. He's going to be out of sight. He's going to be out of mind because he wants, if anything, to see what Biden actually does now that Biden actually holds the presidency right now by the way um some of you guys might not remember you know especially if you haven't been watching uh i also called it i called it like a month or less after uh or before trump left the white the white house i said watch in probably x amount of days right before trump leaves office uh twitter and all these social media companies are gonna you know pull their access from you know for, from trump and it happened right because you can almost see it ha happening from a mile away and I'll be able to probably reference this video. What is this a video? 80, 88 and maybe four years and say, what did I tell you guys? Again, if Trump, uh, Biden completely, you know, falls on his face and Trump gains that momentum, you'll watch about four years from now. I know it feels like a long time away, 
but you'll be surprised. You will start seeing a lot of these media companies give the spotlight back to Trump if, again, Trump decides to run again, right, in four years, which will show you the hypocrisy behind all these CEOs, right? They're like, oh, we're so woke. We're with Biden right now. Oh, we're with the young community. But in four years' time, Trump decides to run again or someone like Trump, and they'll give all the spotlight to them. You know, they'll just, oh, my God, you know, like, look at this horrible guy. The clown is back. It, it part two. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it goes to show. So where were you? What, what happened with all your guys' statements, uh, you know, four years ago when Biden and Trump lost? It's all a BS game, guys. You know, again, I'm not some prophet. I just see it coming because it's all money, business, right? Trump was no longer going to give them anything to really uh, move their social media as much. You know, the, 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 the ads, all that crap. You know, people are going to people were going to stop following him and stop because he's no longer president. So naturally, it was it was it was a perfect way to kind of give him a send off and just shut him down. But when they need him again, when they need the little demon again, they might give him the spotlight. So that's just my take on it. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Until then, he'll probably just be hanging out with Lil Wayne and uh, he'll return in the form of an app for now. And that's it. That, that's what we'll get. We'll get the Trump app. Yeah, I mean, we well, all might. Well, be, sorry, it'll be the freedom app. We all might be hearing uh, or looking forward to a, a collab, a rap collab. <laughs> you oh, know, God, Little Wayne and Trump. Do. Please. <laughs> When you think 2021 can't get any worse. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Collab. <laughs> album drop. Oh, the Trump. Oh, please. Uh, Trump master. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, whatever. But uh, yeah, that's it. I think that's it. That's that the last story. Yeah, that's it for today. That is it for today. Uh, all right. Cool. Uh, well, guys, uh, you know, thank you for watching. If you're still watching, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to, you know, give it a like if we've earned it. I hope we have. And uh, we, we do these shows now almost regularly. We're almost on a break streak and doing five shows this week. So we're going to try to keep that momentum for as long as we can. Um, and, uh, oh, by the way, don't forget, now we have that join button. So if you feel also we've earned that and you just like Josh or me or, you know, just Josh more than anything, uh, do it for him and all his 30 children around the world. But uh, <laughs> 33, 33. Yeah, 33, 33 children around the world. Cool. That's it for today. All right. Uh, and uh, until next time, see ya.